This is Growing Local, stories from ASAP about the local food community. I'm Jen Nathan-Orris. Everyone's comfort food is different. For some people, it's a big salad filled with farmer's market veggies. For others, it's a bowl of chicken and dumplings or a peach pie that reminds you of summer afternoons with the family. You kind of like taste with your memory a little bit. It's more of like a, an emotional experience, just stuff that really kind of tugs at your heartstrings. That's Chef Dan Silo. He'll make his version of comfort food at Sawhorse, a neighborhood restaurant inspired by his childhood in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State. He expects the restaurant will open in the coming weeks, and he's happy to give a tour of the space. And uh, we're standing in the restaurant. That's, uh, construction is just about to be finished up. And We're standing in the former location of Lester Family Restaurant, which was a neighborhood hub starting in 1973. Every day, locals ordered the usual, meals like biscuits and gravy and country fried steak. When the owners decided to sell the restaurant, Asheville chef Dan Silo realized it was exactly what he was looking for. After working at upscale restaurant The Admiral and slinging barbecue at Buxton Hall, this was the place he pictured for his first solo restaurant. The kind of food that we're going to do here really just needed to be kind of in a neighborhood. And then the first time I walked in and saw the place and just kind of got a feeling for it, I was like, this... I think this is it. And just I think that just kind of goes back to really what it had been since Tasio's family opened the place. You know, lots of regulars, like really, really strong community of local people. But Dan's food will differ from the southern fare once served at the Lester family restaurant. It will reflect memories of his family's cabin in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State and his family's history of cooking at lumber camps in the early 1900s. I've sort of been calling it northern country mountain food. It's really country grandma food, just sort of northern perspective as opposed to a southern perspective more than anything else. There's a lot of parallels there, um, but it's really just rustic, hearty. The restaurant will serve French-Canadian dishes like poutine, a mound of fries covered in cheese curds and gravy. And buckwheat pancakes, I think, are going to be a staple on every menu every day. Uh, One of my favorite things in the world. I have a lot of family history with, actually. My uh, great-grandmother and great-great-grandmothers were both lumber camp cooks in the Adirondacks and always made buckwheat pancakes. I actually have the, the ceramic vessel that My great-great-grandmother used to make buckwheat pancake batter. And he'll be pouring plenty of maple syrup on top of those pancakes. Do you have a maple syrup collection going over here? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is actually, uh, this is my bin of maple syrup that I've I've collected over the past couple of years from uh, just parts northern, really, just uh, uh, northern New York, Quebec, uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. Just across the kitchen from the maple syrup tower is the table where Jeremiah Debris of Intentional Swine will butcher whole animals for dishes like tortillere, a French-Canadian meat pie. Partnering with Jeremiah is an example of Dan's efforts to source locally and minimize food waste. He plans to source all of the restaurant's proteins from local farms. And as much of our produce as we possibly can from just personal farmer connections nearby. He attended ASAP's Business of Farming conference in February and participated in the grower-buyer meetings. Met a lot of really good contacts. Um, I think we found a a rabbit farmer that we're really excited about. Several pig farmers nearby that we're going to be using. Uh, Local cattle uh, in Leicester and Sandy Mush just kind of up the road from here. He plans to pay produce farmers in advance so they can have guaranteed sales when the crops are ready. He wants those relationships to be sustainable for the restaurant and also for the farmers, many of whom grow food just a few miles from the restaurant. One of the reasons why I even wanted to open a restaurant was to kind of create those relationships with local farmers and be in a position to be a, a sustainability driver. The restaurant is also working with Elida, a nonprofit agency that serves children and families in western North Carolina. They're reviving a farming program on their 320-acre campus near the restaurant. 
Dan helped them build a geodesic dome that will house lettuce and tomatoes, and he also plans to host fish fry fundraisers, where the restaurant serves the fish grown in Elida's aquaponics system. Hopefully raising some money for Elida, raising some awareness for Elida, because it's a really incredible place there, and they do a lot of good for a lot of people that could use a little bit of help. And to be positioned, A, so close to them, but also to have that, that close relationship on a personal level, and the fact that they're getting back into their farm program just kind of all aligns really, really beautifully. Chef Dan Silo expects to open Sawhorse in the coming weeks. He wants the restaurant to welcome locals, both the downtown food crowd and people who have been eating comfort food in this building for decades. I think that the food that we're going to be doing here is really going to be reminiscent of what's been going on in this building for a long time. Learn more about restaurants that source local ingredients in ASAP's local food guide, AppalachianGrown.org.